Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast dedicated to chatting about stuff that matters, real talk and lols. I'm your host, Belle Crawford, and on today's show, we're joined by clinical hypnotherapist Caroline Cranshaw for therapy sessions. We cover attachment types, a lot of hype around these at the moment. What are they and how can they make your life better, in particular, your relationships and dating life? Find out when it's the right time to see a therapist, why it's important to do therapy that focuses on your subconscious if you're finding yourself in repeated situations and getting triggered. And Caroline answers submitted questions with honest advice. A heads up, content in this episode is for a mature audience. Right, let's get into it. Enjoy. Caroline, welcome back to the Self Love Club. Thank you so much for coming to hang out. We love having you on. So good to be here. Yeah, how you doing? How it's been happening? I'm way too busy. Yeah. That's all there is to it, yeah. You need to have some time for yourself. I do, but what's that? Yeah, and when you like have kids and you run a business for yourself, you know. Oh. And I have a hypnotherapy school, and yeah, so last weekend I was teaching a live class and an online class at the same time, so that was fun. Yeah, if you want to check out some of that, I'll put details in the show notes. And also, if you scroll back on the self-care series, there's a hypnotherapy track, which Caroline kindly did for us, and mm. definitely recommend, especially when you're going to sleep at night, super helpful. Now, we thought we would answer some questions, um, and we've got a few come through. Some that I'll read out that have been written specifically to you. A couple of others I put on my Instagram. We could do like a little therapy session. Sounds good. How does that sound with a clinical therapist? Someone's asked, and I'm keeping this all anonymous, why do we tend to be attracted to the same type of person knowing they are not right for us? Because they feel like home. Mm. That's why. It's really interesting. There's an interesting exercise you can do. They call it like a, an imago worksheet where you – Write down all the positive and negative traits of your caretakers when you're young. And when you look at it, you just see a big picture of the type of people you're attracted to. Mm. It's crazy. Even though you consciously know they may not be right for you or it could be abusive or toxic, it just feels familiar. feels mm. like love. Yeah. And you need to sort of like you need to see someone like yourself to really undo that work because that's like deep-rooted stuff right things you're doing even and that's the thing I think annoys most of us because we're smart women that are listening to this podcast we know ourselves we're working on ourselves we want the best in our life but the thing and I know you've talked about this before and I know for myself is that you know but you're doing it anyway and you're like I'm a smart girl why do I keep doing the same stuff over and over again or ending up in the same situation because consciously you can have all that information. I know for myself, I did tons of therapy, tons of traditional therapy, and I would talk about it and I knew why I was screwed up and then I would do it again. It wasn't until I started addressing my subconscious mind and those programs, your subconscious runs like 95% of the show. So it's crazy that we don't address that and work on that aspect more than mm. the others. You know, like I think it's you've got to address both, right? Traditional therapy is amazing. 
if you have that program that you're only attracted to bad boys or jerks or people who are going to treat you badly, or if you have belief systems that all men cheat or that you're not worthy of love, that you're just going to still repeat those patterns or find secure, healthy, like partners, boring. Yeah, we'll touch on that because I think a lot of us who have dated, you know, your bad boys or you're, we're looking for that spark. And so something I've realized, and I know from my younger self, and I know people still do it, of course, because it's very rare to meet someone that you really connect with, right? Like it's not, it's not something that happens very often. So when you do, you hang on to it, even if it's not good for you. I know in my past, I was dating a guy who was terrible. Like when it was good, it was really great, but he was naughty. He was a druggie. Like he would disappear for two weeks and then come back and, it honestly was stressing me out so much. I'd have to pick him up from these random places sometimes and he was like having full-blown panic attacks and I'd have to calm him down. My period stopped. And I told my now new boyfriend about, like not the full dates, but I, he was just asking me about some things. And I was like, yeah, I dated this guy who used to disappear on me, like, you know, because I was explaining to him why being insecure, which he is, and we'll get to that, <laughs> is so great. I was like, why did you keep doing it? I was like, because I just, you know, you think that sometimes you're never going to get that again. But trust me, like, that's just, oh, gosh. I Honestly, I wish we could go back and tell ourselves not to worry about that. But I think you do get to a point where you realize that you might like bad guys, but you, you don't like being treated like crap anymore. And that's not what you're gonna how you're going to get what you want out of life. It's like takeaways. You really like them, but they're still going to make you feel sick afterwards, mm. right? So now and then, maybe. Yeah. I think the other thing is it feels exciting. And we may have belief systems that we're not worthy of love, that we don't really love ourselves. So we're not attracting people that are going to show us that. It's kind of like a mirror that people are holding up for us. I remember being in these situations a few years back. You know, I've had good, secure relationships as well. But then there was a patch where I just kept attracting like uh, avoidance and we'll get to attachment types again. So we have covered this before, but just in case you're new to this and it's a big trend on TikTok at the moment as well. Everyone's talking about attachment types. I remember looking at all my friends or not even all my friends, just people in general, and they were having these healthy relationships and they were doing nice things, you know, going for brunch, going on holidays, going like hanging out with their boyfriends on the weekend. And I was in these situations where guys, this one particular guy, it was good when it was good, but then most of the time it was just him doing his thing, me doing my thing. And then when he felt like seeing me, then I'd you know, hear from him and then it would be like flick. You're like, why can't I have that? You know? I know. Well, and. That's the thing is, obviously, he's avoidant. So let's talk about attachment types because there is a lot of talk about it at the moment. We have covered this. Caroline is so good at explaining this to people and in her therapy and in her work. Once you realize what your attachment type is, so again, explain attachment types to us. If people have not listened to the other one, I highly recommend you go do, but yeah, explain it to us. So just the short version, there are four different attachment types, right? And this is normally based on how you attach as a baby in your family and and how you perceived love and received love. So there's the secure type. They estimate that's 50% of the population and they feel really calm about relationships. They don't avoid them and they don't get anxious when they're in them. So when shit hits the fan, they are there to talk it out. We'll just work it out and let's discuss it. And they're really calm about it and they don't run away. I think... There's actually not that many secures out there, but maybe that's just my totally skewed view. Most of them are in relationships (laughs) and they're taken and they don't stay single long, right? That's the thing. Yeah. So then there's the anxious preoccupied. And that's what I was. And I think that's what you were as well. 
anxious preoccupies don't avoid relationships, but they get anxious in them. And they they like obsess about it and they are mind reading and they'll research the guy on the Internet and get any information. And what did that post mean? And <laughs> all of this. And you just drive yourself insane, basically. And then there's the avoidant. So the dismissive avoidant attachment type. So they they do kind of avoid relationships, but they don't really get anxious in it. So they're kind of anxious about getting into relationships. But once they're in them, they don't really care. Right. And so the thing with them is that they just really don't like to commit. They get uncomfortable with it. But if there's conflict, they run away. Mm. So the anxious types run after them. Yeah. And then you get this like push, pull, hot, cold, drive each other insane. Yeah. Now, the anxious and the avoidance tend to be attracted to each other. And that is the problem. So then there's one more type, which is the anxious avoidant. And so they just avoid relationships. So they're the people that just don't really get in th- into them and or maybe once in a blue moon if the stars align. But otherwise, they're going to avoid it at all costs. The thing with those attachment types is they can change. So you could be quite secure, get a really psycho partner and then become anxious or become avoidant and you also can change depending on who you're with so if you're anxious and you get with another anxious person then you can become avoidant because they're driving you crazy with their anxiety but the whole point is is to learn to self-soothe to learn how to cope when conflict comes up in relationships if you are an anxious preoccupied you really need to learn to calm yourself down and do that for yourself because someone doesn't get back to you instantly or if there's some kind of conflict and you haven't resolved it, anxious preoccupieds can stay up all night, not sleep, get themselves hysterical. They're the ones who drive their friends crazy. Go to therapy. Yeah, I definitely, I think that was me when I was younger. And then mm. now as I've gotten older, I definitely do get anxious, but I'm able to handle it better. I don't know. You just, you know how to soothe. Um, I don't think I probably got super anxious about every little detail of it, mm. but you definitely know how to handle it. And also as you get older, you're like, if it's rubbish, you just tell them like this isn't. We need to like this is not working anymore. And I, my last my previous relationship, I was ended up being the anxious calmer, like calming the other person. And it's like that can happen to anxious types, right? You can end up because you're used to having anxiety. You can calm other people down. That's really weird. Why can't we just flip it and calm ourselves down? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. So if you're wondering. When it's time to go to therapy, it's now. Yeah. Right? I think that's the problem. People, is it time? When's it time to go to a personal trainer or Someone a nutritionist? Someone actually asked that. They're like, when do you, when is it time to see a therapist? Yeah. So it is, it's not until, it's like, let's use the example of gaining weight or not being in shape. Do you wait till you weigh 300 kilos? Or do you wait till you've just put a couple on yeah. and you go and you sort it out and then you feel great? Yeah. So I think it's the same with therapy. Don't wait until it's totally brokenness. Yeah. And if you're a broken mess, that's okay. Yeah. We'll help put you back together. Totally. People, there's such a stigma mm. where it's absolutely fine to get advice about your nutrition and your workout and your money and your career. But God forbid you get advice about your mental health. Yeah. Which affects everything in your life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, your therapy might be all about, in the end, your career or things that cause you stress. And I I think you're so right. There is a stigma that if you're going to therapy, oh, something's terribly wrong. Which, if it is, that's okay and good on you for doing things like that because it will get better. But I think it's really important. It's like your mental sanitation, right? Like keeping your mental health in check, just like you go to the re- the gym regularly or your doctor for a checkup. Exactly. Get blood tests. You need, you need it if you can. Uh, you know, therapy is a privilege and we are lucky to be able to do it. But it, it's so important to ke- take care of yourself because you're right, it does affect every single part of your life. 
if your mental health is not good, it doesn't matter what you have. It, mm. it doesn't matter how much money you have or how successful you are or who's around you. You yeah. just... You're not happy. Obviously, there are some services in New Zealand or wherever you're listening where you can access therapy through the government. But if you think of it, if you can afford it, it is a privilege. But, you know, if you can afford not shopping or doing something, like not going out for a bit and focusing on yourself, I always think it's such an investment taking care of yourself because, you know, would you rather feel good rather than go out for a night out, like, you know, months of nights out? Or you can go without that purchase and go to a therapy session Um, Because it's going to benefit you so much. I don't know. I physically, and I just can't bear feeling crappy. I can't do it. It's just, it's so intense and revolting for me, those intense feelings that I'm like, okay, cool. Need to sort this out. So yeah, definitely recommend if you can, definitely do it. Yeah. And go to someone who knows how to work with the subconscious mind as well. Mm. Like you want them to be a really good therapist. Don't go to someone who's done a four day course or something like that. Really ask questions about their qualifications If you can, try to find someone who knows how to work with that aspect as well, because you can have all that knowledge, but as soon as you get triggered or tired or stressed, you flip right back into that subconscious programming. And so how does, obviously, like, you know, doing regular hypnosis tracks at night, seeing hypnotherapists and things like yourself, how does that, and we've gone into detail in a previous episode, but, you know, when you do get triggered or, for example, you are in a situation where you're an anxious type and you're a dating and avoidant and it happens – How does that work kick in in your subconscious? Well, it's like updating the software, right? So when you update the software, a new program is running. So you are going to react differently or you can be a little more aware. You you can start to freak out and then go, okay, no, it's all right. And I think it's so important. You've got to kind of override those programs or overwrite them, delete them, corrupt those old programs. So ways you can do that yourself is just imagine yourself in moments where you've really reacted in a not a way that you're proud of and just kind of rewind it and fast forward it, make it blurry and scrambled and mess with that program and just imagine that going off in the distance. And that's just something you used to do. Hmm. And it's telling yourself a new story. You tell yourself every day who you are and how you behave. So tell yourself, I'm a calm person. I'm confident. Tell yourself whatever you want because your subconscious mind is always listening to you and whatever you tell it, it tries to make true. So a lot of us are reaffirming, I'm an anxious person or I have trouble in relationships or I never can find anyone to date or we tell ourselves these really negative stories over and over and guess what? That's what shows up. Yeah, you're so right. I had to check myself uh, recently when I went back on the apps because I sort of had that attitude of like, oh, this is a waste of time. And it's like, well, then you're attracting a waste of time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll talk. We've got some more questions we'll get to soon, but I did want to talk about how like you definitely can end up with a secure. I've had them in the past and and it's been a while without them, but I attracted a secure and his dating story is pretty actually typical secure. I told him about attachment types after we went on about five dates, maybe before I mentioned it, maybe less. I had noticed in our communication and then after our first couple of dates, I could tell like from learning about attachment types, I could spot them from conversations on the app and just also if you went on a date with them he actually so basically he sent me after I told him about it, I didn't ask him to do a test because I could tell he was a secure he did it he just sent me this screenshot of a test and I was like wow that's a really hot text to get isn't it <laughs> and it was of an attachment type and he was like I think it was like 90% secure I was like are you kidding nice it was awesome yeah but you definitely can you just need to do some work on that and actually not date avoidance or anyone who's showing you uh, a lack of consistency. If you're wanting a relationship and you're on like Bumble, for example, you can select 
uh, what you're after. And if you're saying people who don't know what they want, like, why would you go there? Like save yourself the heartbreak or the the punishment. Just yeah, you might end up with less. You mean might end up dating less people, but that's a good thing, I reckon. You're like peaceful in your own life, you know. Yeah, less time wasters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so when I went back on the apps, it's like, right, well, it's not cute. You get busy, Belle, and then you don't reply to them for three weeks. You can't do that anymore. That's avoidant behavior, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so (laughs) you can sort of change your thing. But him, he he had literally been on the apps for not even that long, maybe a couple of weeks. He goes on a bunch of dates that week, and then he ends up with me. And that's a classic secure, right? So he went on about, I think he went on about five dates in the space of a week and a half. And then I'm pretty sure he told me that he went on one after me. And I'm like, excuse me? But like, well, he could do what he wants dating. And I was happy. Like, uh, I spread them out with him. I didn't let him rush me or anything. Because um, he was very keen, which I think is the lesser of two evils, right? Too keen or not keen enough. You know, pick that one. But yeah, he went on a few dates. Like, literally five dates within a week and a half. And then he cancelled the other two he had lined up. And then within, like, you know, we dated, I think we went on about five dates over the space of a month or so. I, I spaced it out because I didn't want it to rush. Mm-hmm. Like, he was trying to see me quite a lot, but I was like, no, I think once a week's enough for me. And then, yeah, before, and then, like, a month and a half, two months later, like, we're in a relationship. So that's how, isn't that sound easy for a secure? Why is it so <laughs> easy for them? I just, oh, honestly, it's so annoying. Well, they just don't need to play games with they know what they like. And they go for it. It's funny. My partner, who I made him take an attachment mm. type test, that's what I think yeah. you should do. Get people to take a test. Even before, I wouldn't even meet them before they would take the test. Yeah. And the first nine guys I tested all tested anxious or avoidant. Oh, and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't date you. Not going to so, work. <laughs> no, yeah. They're like, you're crazy. But with my current partner, super secure, I was the first date he went on after his divorce. See, like it's the... He never went out with anyone else. Like, And I go, I wish you could have gone on a few dates so you know how amazing I am. And he's <laughs> like, I know how amazing you are. That's why I didn't go on any other dates. Oh, see, it's the best. But I think that, I mean, I had another kind of dinner date after him. Yeah, you're allowed. <laughs> Look, One date went, well, yeah. You're allowed to keep, you're not in a relationship when you're dating. Just remember this. Like, stop acting like you're in a relationship when you're dating someone. They are not your boyfriend. They don't get boyfriend benefits yet. Exactly. Yeah. They've yes. got to work for it and take you on. Like mine, it took me on so many dates. And not that I'm a, a person that's like a money digger. Like mm. I, I'm not. I pay my own way in life. But let them spoil you. Let them date you and get to know them properly and build a relationship. And again, each their own. We've all done different things, you know, whether you want to sleep with them soon. But personally, for me, because being an anxious, once I do, I get really anxious it's up to you and there's no right or wrong way to do it. But for me and what I've learned in my experience, and you'll know from what you do in your work, <laughs> w- make them wait and and really feel secure when you do. Because if you're an anxious and you, you know when you sleep with someone, it makes it so much worse. And they've got to, and again, they need to work for you. They absolutely. My grandmother used to say, your body is your house and you don't just mm. let anybody come up into your house, right? <laughs> like it's a- well, literally. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think that you just wouldn't let anyone off the street in your house. No. I hope not. And I think it just shows you respect yourself. Here's the thing with guys, if you're dating men and you're a female, they're disappointed if you sleep with them right away. Mm. I have said, had so many male friends go, oh, yeah, I really liked her, but she slept with me like the first Which night. I find so double standards because they slept with the person too. So why is the guy off put by the woman when the guy did it as well? 
They it's want so, it's such a double standard, isn't it? It's a massive double standard. It is completely unfair. But I think that guys go on safari and they hunt for two weeks and they spend all this time. If they shot something the first five minutes, mm. they'd be so gutted. Mm. I think they want to feel like it's a prize. They want to feel like they've had to work for it. And I think they also then think, oh, she just sleeps with every guy. Yeah. So they think you don't value yourself. And what I tell guys when they say this, I'm like, oh, no, it's not that they don't respect themselves. It's that they don't respect you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> like, sometimes girls just want sex and that's okay. Yeah. And I think if you really think someone's husband material, you're not going to have nah. sex with them right away. You're going to make them wait. So, guys, if you're listening. That's a good way to put it, actually. Oh, yeah. It's not that. Yeah. It's it's about you. Yeah. Yeah. What potential they see in you. Yeah. They don't see much. Yeah. <laughs> I think dating can be... The thing that frustrates people that it's so transactional these days, mm. you know, and people don't want to commit. Like I even had to check myself, not that I didn't want to commit, I did, but I wanted it to take in time so I wasn't rushed because I think in the past when you've dated avoidance, they do, they can rush you a bit, even though they're the ones that are avoidant. And I didn't want to be rushed. I wanted to do it properly. You know, if you're actually looking for a relationship where you potentially will settle down and maybe even have children with this person, you want to know what you're dealing with because, gosh, like. Absolutely. Mm. And I think there's some stat where they talk about that a woman absorbs the DNA of every man that she's Ugh. been with. That's a little bit scary. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're finding male DNA in her blood. Oh, gosh. And it's not even when they have never had a male son or. Yeah. So think it's, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little bit scary. Or when you hear the stats of how many um, sexual partners people have on average and you're like, well, today is the day I found out that I'm a bit of a. You know, you're like, oh, a little bit higher than that. Well, statistically. The averages are low, though, aren't they? Like, surely. Well, statistically, New Zealand women are considered the most promiscuous in the world. I don't think that's true. When I think they're just. The averages and it's like three or seven. I'm like, oh, are no. you kidding? No. no. That's what most of the averages are around the world of sexual partners. Oh, in comparison. And, no, I mean, in, like, in that, no. That, and that's what I mean when you hear three or seven and you're like. Liar. No, but that's the averages you hear, and that's when I'm saying that you feel a bit promiscuous because you're like, well, mine are a bit higher than that. Like, well, everyone's different. You gotta suck a lot of frogs, honey. <laughs> Find your prince. Yeah, and like, you, I don't know. Sometimes I, I, the thing for me is I don't want to get bored of people. I know it sounds really brutal to say, but people, if it, it can be boring, and I outgrow people very easily, or like get bored of people, and. That's not the way in my friendships, but if it's someone I'm going to be with, like they need to be stimulating and ex and interesting, you know? Absolutely. And how about to have a really good conversation? Definitely. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. Not I, to mention sexually as well. Like, God, you know, you don't want to get bored there. You're going to end up married <laughs> with this person forever. And you're like, after a couple of months, you're like, oh, this is boring. This is why people have affairs. If it's boring in the beginning, it's yeah. never going to get better. Yeah. So, you know, maybe is, a little bit. That is another thing as well, because things like that do grow, right? So, like, when you're seeing someone and you're maybe first starting to be intimate with someone, it is meant to be exciting and everything. But, of course, that stuff grows, right? It does. It does. And it takes some time to get to know each other's bodies and for people to let their guard down. And, you know, you don't fly your freak flag right away, right? <laughs> <laughs> You'll scare no. the crap out of people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm into this kind of stuff. <laughs> Choke me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. People are really into that stuff. Well, uh, according to porn, like it's. I mean, I know you've. Oh, don't even get me this started. This is problematic because I think it is really important for males to know that porn's not real because I think young women these days think that they need to be choked, that they need to make all this noise. Like, honey, it's not that good. Trust me, that girl's not. She's screaming like she's putting that on. That's it. Can't feel that good. 
No, I mean, one of my daughters was telling me about a friend who went from virgin, never kissed a boy, to anal in the same night. And I'm like, what the hell? And she's like, she watches porn. And I'm like, oh, no, honey, honey. You don't need to do that. Oh, I felt so bad for this girl. That's a whole nother rampage, porn. I mean, let me just give you some stats that are going to scare the living crap out of you because Mm -hmm. I've kind of had to deal with this. I'm not going to (laughs) say how, but if you have teenage boys, you need to get ironclad controls on your computer and your devices because Mm -hmm. the average, let's say, 14-year-old boy is watching an hour of hardcore porn a day. And the biggest trend, 89%, is rape or incest porn. Oh. I am I am not kidding you. This should be banned. Why is it online? Oh, and so we have very strict controls on our computer. I've turned into an IT expert, and I was always already very good with IT, but there's this massive trend. Kids are, when I, because I'll see clients with this as well. I'm getting all these teenage boys that are like, oh, well, they're just actors. And I'm like, it's still normalizing it in your brain. And yeah. the stats of family harm, family violence, incest are all skyrocketing. I mean, it is unbelievable what's happening because of this. And yeah, if I had had access to what kids have access to today, I'd probably be running some prostitution ring by the time I was like, I don't know, 15. Like, it was not good. Like, we need to protect children from themselves. But to get back on track, mm. porn is ruining men's minds. When they try to do studies finding men who don't watch porn, they can't find any. Like, they honestly can't mm. find them. I just think it's normalizing things that aren't normal. Like, you don't, if you don't want to have anal, you don't have to have it. It's consent. Um, you don't have to do all these things that people are seeing. Like, it's normalizing fake sex. And hardcore. Yeah. Violent against women's sex. Yeah. That's what gets me. It should be, like, I mean... Everyone's into their different things, but personally, and that's why it's good to discuss with your partner what they're into early on as well um, and establish that because if a non-negotiable for you is, I don't want I don't want someone to be rough with me. I don't want that. So if no. you're into that, you, we're not the right person for each other, and I'm happy to let that go. Yeah, and if, you you, know. if you're both into it, fantastic. But you need to be safe. But you, yeah. yeah, and you need to be really upfront. It's funny. A friend of mine posted something on Facebook, and and she's dating at the moment. And she was like, "What do I do here?" And this guy, they had been kind of chatting and messaging, and he told her that he only likes to have sex with a woman on top, and he only wants to date a woman who swallows. Oh, and she was just like, "What if you've got a terrible <laughs> gag reflex?" Because I certainly do. Oh, eh. yeah. Have her boundaries. Wow, that's, to... that's some, like, has to do this, has to do that. And I like, know. Well, good luck with our life, I, mate. Yeah. I just said go back and be honest. <laughs> be yeah. honest and say, sorry, that doesn't do it for me. And, by the way, you're oversharing. Yeah. Don't tell people that right away. Yeah, yeah. Dating is interesting. People, can, I've had people blocked on Bumble. <laughs> Many. There was only one guy um, the last time I was on there that he was saying really inappropriate things about women. And I kind of gave him a bit of, I was like, you should not say that to a woman you barely know. Like insinuating like blowjobs, oral sex and stuff. Basically, I'd had my wisdom teeth out and he was like, oh, you'll be better at giving blowjobs now. And I was like, excuse me, that is not a way to speak to a woman you don't even know or at all. And I reported him and then it told me that they had blocked his account. So he'd never be out on, be on Bumble ever again. Good. Still to come on the show, we chat about ghosting. Why does Casper keep lurking after they've disappeared? That scene in Netflix's Sex Life, knowing your worth and how to let go and not let your time be wasted. You're busy, babe. And Caroline answers some questions with straight up advice.
first, we're an independent podcast dedicated to having conversations that matter and delivering content our millennial female audience crave. You can support us and we really do need and appreciate your support. We're not some big dog media company by hitting the big purple subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or click follow if you're listening on Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps others to find us. Send a link to your friends, share where you're listening and post it on your Instagram stories or you can post a screenshot and tag us at Self Love Club Podcast so we can see and share. And follow us, keep up to date with our videos and content. Another funny story I want to tell you before we get into uh, questions for you is before I was dating my now boyfriend, I had been chatting to another guy, but I had a gut feeling about things and it just wasn't right. And his communication was a bit all over the show. So for me, consistency is the most important thing for me. I'm 32. I want to have children in the next few years. I want a proper relationship. I don't want a pen pal. I don't want someone who's going to spread it. Like I did that in my 20s with dating boys that were like in and out or you know one moment he's being like yeah I want to have kids and then the next he's like sending me a 2 a.m. up to message I'm like not this mate jog on anyway so I stopped messaging him I decided I didn't want to go there yeah we just stopped chatting and then he has consistently every now and then sent me a message and I haven't replied I need to block him and the last one was like hey how are you ha ha and he adds a ha ha on the end because it's like I think he's trying to lessen the blow if I don't reply to him you know make it less of a big deal yeah, why Why do people do that where they just keep coming and popping up every month? Because that is another thing people are talking about. I seem to get a lot of relationship TikTok from what the videos I'm seeing. Yeah. If someone, if you send someone a message and they don't reply, maybe you could send them one more. Because I know for me, I've been busy or something happens. But if they don't reply to a second, you're done. They're not thinking about you. You're not a priority. And your time is precious. I wish I'd known this earlier. Your time is so precious. Don't. Spend your time worrying about someone who's not texting you back because they're not thinking about you. Because if they were, they would text you. They would be with you. That You would be seeing them. They don't exist. You know, like they're not in your life. They're not that into you. Mm. That's all it is. Yeah. And it's not always your fault. Like, it's not your fault. It's maybe their own thing or, you know, two people aren't always meant for each other. Like, it's so annoying and hard, but it's just the way it is, you know. And it can yeah. be the littlest thing. So it's it's not taking it personal. What would be some things to look out for? Because I've sort of learned from doing the work and learning about attachment types, things to spot early on too. Because I was done with dating. I'm, I was absolutely done with dating avoidance. I would happily be on my own for however I needed to be until I met a secure that I was into. I could spot it straight away and consistency and communication. And I don't have to be like messaging all the time. No, but like be consistent and actually follow through with the actions, like meet up for a date. And then if you like each other, go on another date, you know? So what would be some tips for people who are maybe dating or are thinking about dating soon and they want to avoid avoidance? So number one, if someone doesn't get back to you, move on. Mm. That's it. They're just, they're just not that into you. You can yeah try a second one, but that's it. Got to move on. If you really like somebody, you can't wait to get back to get mm. back to them. You can't wait to communicate with yeah. them. You get that butterflies in your feeling. If you're not that into them, you're like, eh, oh god, always oh, message. And then you again. don't message them. Yeah, yeah, you ignore them because mm. they're not a priority. Mm. What's another tip? Uh, canceling plans. So, oh, let's meet up here. Oh, sorry, I can't. Or calling you the next day, making vague plans, and then not getting back to you, and then calling you the Monday and hey, you want to hook up now? Again, no, no. They can't. I mean, if they have a very good excuse, of course, 
I know I've canceled twice on somebody, like a client broke their leg walking into my office once. So that was a bit of an emergency I had to cancel. And then I had to go to this house auction. So I had very valid excuses. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. So if they have really valid excuses and they're keeping up the communication, then that's okay. But if they keep like flagging it again, Mm. they're not that into you. And they're probably not the person that you want to be with. Do you want to be with someone that's not consistent with you? You know, like down the track when you're in a relationship and you're having to, you know, share bills and maybe have children with someone and they're not consistent. If they bag exes, that's another one. It's such a red flag. Don't. If if you go out with someone and they spend the whole time bagging their ex, like walk away. Mm. Walk away. That is, you know, like psycho. It's such a bad sign whenever I've I think people they thought oh well, she's a therapist I can tell them all about my problems and I'm like you're not paying me buddy yeah like I am not I don't want to date a- someone with problems either like I mean everyone's got problems to a degree as long as you're working on yourself and that's fine but yeah why would they think that you want to deal with people's crap on a date like- they would just unload the first date tell me every trauma and massive problem and hey i am pretty i know how to get people talking and i know how to get them to do that and maybe that's a little bit my fault but hold something back Mm. keep your mouth shut and don't let those bones pop out right away yeah because you're going to scare people yeah definitely uh just take it slow i reckon just go for a nice drink date and keep it (laughs) i think a drink date can be good because if it's dinner it puts more pressure on it and then if it's a drink you don't have to spend that long with the person if you don't want to, you know, you could you could always be like one drink and then we're done. But if you do like them, it can often turn into dinner and then. But yeah, keep definitely don't tell them too much. Keep them guessing. They want to learn more about you. Exactly. It should be a bit of a mystery. But if someone's doing that to you again, that's mm. a red flag. And and what you can say to people is, hey, let's save our sad stories for another time. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be happy. Let's, tonight, let's, yeah. let's focus on positive yeah, stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about some interesting things. Yeah. Maybe you could go to therapists <laughs> to chat about those things. Yeah. Another one is, are they asking questions about you? Are they genuinely interested in you? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I've been on dates with guys that only talk about themselves the whole time. And they're, oh, this big promotion at work. And yeah, like my job. And I'm a big alpha dog male. And then and then they expect you to go on a second date. And you're like, absolutely not, mate. Like, I didn't want to, like, I don't want to listen to you talk about yourself. No. It's like, what do you know about me? Tell they me didn't, one thing. They, honestly, I went on this date with this guy once. He didn't ask me anything about myself. Not one thing. Oh. Worst. Wish I could have got that hour back of my life. Honestly, terrible. <laughs> and then he thought I was going to go on another date with him. I'm like, absolutely not. Well, he would have thought you were fascinating and interesting because you listened to him the whole time. It was probably refreshing for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think yeah. most people are just competing to talk. They're not really listening. They're just waiting for that next opportunity mm. to say something about themselves. Yeah. That's what people do. Yeah, definitely if people aren't sort of giving you the basic stuff, then just stop it. I think when you're younger, you sort of maybe put up with it a bit more. When you get older, you're like, my time's precious and there's plenty of other people out there. Honestly, there are. And there are really good people out there. Don't think that there's only shitbags because I often used to have that attitude, but there's there's not. There's some really good people, nice people out there. And you might not have a long-term thing with them, but it's good for you to have a healthy experience, even if it doesn't go anywhere, to totally. experience healthy dating and not just some guy sending you up two messages. Like, don't and fall for that stuff. When I first started working network radio and I made my uh, socials public, it was when Snapchat was really big. And I got about 20 to 50 dick pics within 10 minutes. It was ridiculous. (laughs) It was laughed about at work, which is kind of funny, but it was just like, what the hell? Like, why would you send someone you don't know a a photo of your penis? Because they're thinking like a man. 
I saw this thing where this Ugh, woman. It scares me. I don't have any emotional connection. Oh. I don't know it. It's scary. I just go, you call that a dick? Now this <laughs> is a dick. And send him the biggest <laughs> dick I've ever seen. Speaking of big dicks. Yeah. Have you watched Sex Life on Netflix? Not yet. I need to get on it. Yeah. Oh, there is this. Uh, have you not seen the no. scene? Oh, no. Everyone, I've seen everyone talk about it. I've been deep in reading. I'm interviewing a bunch of authors. So I'm trying to read all their books. But um, no, it's on my watch list. And good. everyone's talking about season six. Episode three, around 20 minutes, they're filming the reactions. I have seen reactions online. It is a prosthetic. Apparently That's it's all. huge. It's it is been told, donkey yeah. dick. Like, I you would, wouldn't be able no, to No, I would run. I would run crying from the room because, you know, I've had two kids, honey. Like, I don't want to be in hospital. Uh, it's it's insane. It's like. <laughs> My mom watched the show before. She binges shows really quickly. She watched this before it was a big thing. She's like, oh, my goodness, this show's amazing. Then I've heard everyone talking about how, like, I'm like, Mom, you're a bit of a prude. Like, what? Why were you watching this? She thought it was great. She's like, this wife's amazing. Like, her fantasies and, like, the husband has no idea. It is good. I really enjoyed it. I watched it right when it came out and just about, yeah, I had to pick my job off the floor. But I don't – and apparently – the um that character with the uh, Mr. Horse, mm. Mr. Ed, and the wife <laughs> are together. together. Yeah. Yeah. And she's tiny. I'm like, oh honey. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't believe it. It must be pro because you wouldn't want your actual genitals on the Well, like. some people do. Apparently all his friends are like confirming it, but wouldn't you? I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's totally his dick. Of I've course seen they it. Would say it was real. Yeah, they're gonna hype him up. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. anyone who sees it after is gonna be seriously disappointed. Yeah. And just remember if you are dating or you're thinking about it soon, just there's nothing wrong with and I always push it, like normalizing being on your own. It's better to be on your own, going to bed peaceful at night rather than worrying about it. And you know, you can have a good you can build a good life for yourself. You're better to do that than Worry about people that are just not, they're giving you breadcrumbs. Yeah. You don't want breadcrumbs. You want a whole loaf, honey. Yeah, you're <laughs> worth it. And one other thing before we get to the questions is people, I see a lot of TikToks about ghosting. I have been ghosted after a significant amount of time and it was so wild, but then I should have seen the, and it's like learning, right? The red flags, they tell you they're intimidated by you. So of course they go do something like that. But what is up with people who have ghosted you then constantly watching what you're doing on social media, watching your Instagram stories. It's like, Casper, buzz off. Like, go away. I've heard some theories, but why do they keep doing it? Are they fantasizing? Like, are they interested in you? What's the situation? I think it's different for everyone. I mean, do you ever look at X's stuff? I think it's different no, with social media because it'll pop up unless they're searching it out. I don't follow. Like, I mean, there's X's that it only ended because I've had to move cities a lot for my career, right? Or just the relationship's done its past. I haven't had a heap of ex-boyfriends. But, I mean, I think I'm friends with some of them on maybe Facebook, not Instagram. And I don't check this. I'm not. I don't care. I'm, I've moved on. But, like, no, there was literally a guy who ghosted me. And he still, to this day, nearly two years on, watches my shit as soon as I post it. Why do they do that? I don't know. Are they interested in you or no? Are you, do, they, do you intrigue them? I think... Well, you're especially intriguing, Belle, so <laughs> you know what I mean? I watch your social media, what is she too. Up to? like, oh, is Ooh, she... What's she wearing? Mysterious, mm. yeah. Who knows? I mean, the thing is, if someone ghosts you or someone acts avoidant or all that, it's not that you're not attractive enough or you're not good enough. A lot of it is their issues, mm. right? So they still can be attracted to you. and you know, It's quite say. sick, though. I found when I got ghosted, it really upsets you because you have no closure. But then... Oh, it's terrible. It's actually... It happened to me over a summer and it was... Honestly, the it was horrible. I was so upset, but I was so stubborn that I didn't even say anything to them. 
Whereas yeah. if I went back now, I would speak, I've learned to speak my truth a bit more, like feel okay. You know, like as girls, we're often like, you know, don't be crazy. Don't say anything. Keep quiet. Like, so I've often not said anything. But now I wouldn't blow up and send them a million messages, but I would send them one and be like, this is actually really, this is really unfair and not, you can't just treat people like that. No, Tell them no, that you're no. not keen anymore or that something's happened. Like, don't just disappear and then creep on them. It's weird. It's really weird. I had someone break up on, with me on my birthday as I was getting ready for my birthday party Aww. and then ghosted me. <laughs> it was horrible. And yeah. then, like, a month later, hey, what's up? Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? I read this book by Dolly Alderton, one of my favorite British authors, and it's called Ghosts. And it's about a girl, like, girls that get ghosted, right? And they get back with the guys that ghosted them. Don't do it. Because no. when it happens again, you're like, oh, I'm a freaking idiot. Like, they will do it again, probably. Yeah, it is. Unless they, like, were in a car accident and in a coma, there is no other excuse. <laughs> like, on their do deathbed, you, like, yeah. You better, you better believe you can text me because you were, you know, you weren't awake. You know? were you, did you fall down, like, a, you know, into a well? Yeah. And you were happened? stuck, like, didn't have your phone? I think. Yeah. So a guy likes you, he'll still text yeah, yeah, you from yeah. the well if he yeah, has his phone exactly on you. Exactly right. And there's other TikToks. I keep referencing TikTok, but that's what I keep seeing. People are like, no, respect the wishes of the dead. If they ghost you, you ignore them because they, they want to pretend they're dead. Well, you treat them like they're dead. We don't talk to the dead. We leave them. We respect their wishes. That's such a good yeah. metaphor. Yeah. Don't talk to the dead. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to get back with the guy that goes to do, then well, they're going to probably ghost you again. And then you've only got yourself to blame. Because they're a ghost. Yeah. Ghosts do what they're doing. <laughs> there was one in this book, I don't want to give away everything, but in this book, one of the girls confronts her friend's ghostie, right? Or ghoster. Mm. And no one ever does that, right? Confronts them. And he was just like, oh, he was so, it was so hilarious to read. And what she was saying, she's like, you know, well, why do you do this? She really likes you. You really upset her. And he's just like, oh, I'm just not ready yet. Or I just need a few more years. And then I would really wish I had the book here so I could read it to you. But it, it was sort of saying, yeah, well, it's well and good for you to say that. But girls don't often have the time for you to, you know, have a couple of years or four years or whatever you need. And then we deserve, we don't need you to go have your time and then we'll just wait. We don't wait around for you. If you're not ready now, you're not ready. It's rude. I think the thing is, is that people are chicken shit right they're too they're too afraid to be honest and they feel like they don't want to say something that's going to hurt someone but the problem is you hurt people 10 times worse by mm, ghosting them yeah. just be honest and go you know what i'm just not feeling it or you or, know what i'm not i'm not ready or this is not right yeah. i'm not over my ex or whatever it is just be honest and i know i've been guilty of this i mean i've made up i was a lesbian <laughs> i like yeah you know, and then i'm like caught out with another guy i like dated someone and then told them I was a lesbian with my friend and then was out with my friend and met this other guy. And it turns out he was the brother of this oh, guy. No. Oh, it was really bad. So we went back to this guy's house and the brother was there. And he was like, oh, is this you and your lesbian partner? And the brother's like, what? Oh, like, it was really, it. It was really. I liked him. And I was like, oh, we broke up. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. Oh, I should have just said. Yeah, hey. just be upfront with your feelings. It might be a hard conversation to have, but. People like you owe it to yourself and to others to have respect for people. Yeah, because a lot of the time people won't have respect for you. So at least you can have respect for others. Yeah. And I think especially guys, they just they do want to hear it. They don't want to know. I mean, this guy who keeps telling sending you messages like once a month, have you said, go away, I'm never going to touch your penis? No, I just don't. I just don't read them. Okay, so that's what you need to do. Yeah. Maybe don't say I'm not going to touch your penis. I'm just, but. Should I say something rather than just block him? 
Yeah, I that, think that's, so. That's like avoidant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, think I think I can have some avoidant tendencies sometimes. Oh, we all do. That's the thing. How dare they? And then the meanwhile, we've got like 20 guys we're not talking to. It is. Yeah. How dare he not message me? And it's like I take three business weeks to reply to somebody for a tip. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's answer some more questions. I know this will be helpful regardless of what situation you're in. It's like, hey, Caroline, I really appreciate your advice. I've been seeing this guy for about two months after a long COVID drought. Oh, all of us satisfied to pro uh, sales were up quite a significant amount, right? Um, I met him at my apartment gym and things seem to be going really well. We see each other at least once or twice a week and have amazing sexual chemistry. We haven't been able to keep our hands off each other since we met. I definitely message him more than he messages me, but when I do text him, he responds quickly. Lately, he's been busy with work and seems less interested. When I saw him yesterday at the gym, he seemed distanced on his phone the whole time, and he didn't seem happy to see me when I tried to talk to him. He would respond with one-word answers. I messaged him after, and he hasn't responded to my text. I don't want to come off as desperate or needy, but I'm afraid that he that he is losing interest in me. Am I just being super paranoid or does he not like me anymore? I haven't liked anyone this much in years and I really want to work it out. This guy is perfect husband, baby daddy material. Should I give him some space and try to reach out again in a couple of days or should I just move on in my life? This is not the first time this has happened to me, but I'm 35 and I'm starting to freak out that I'm running out of time. Oh, honey. It hasn't been that long. No. I just got this message, so I wanted to reply. Yeah. I'll find the clip of this and send it to her. There could be something going on in his life that's really taking over. You just don't know that he's not ready to tell you um, because it hasn't been like this has been going on for that long. No. But it it does sound to me like he is losing interest, if I'm really honest. And it sounds to me like you are kind of doing more of the texting. You're too available. She's, because it sounds like she's texting him more. Yeah. This is 2021 and I wish we could all just be equal and just do whatever you want. But if you want to be in a heterosexual relationship, there's dynamics. And I think that there's a masculine energy and a feminine energy. And if the masculine energy will perceive it as masculine as if if you keep trying to make the content and you Mm. keep trying to reach out and guide the relationship. It sounds like there was a lot of sexual energy at the yeah. beginning i don't know how soon you slept yeah. with him. maybe it was a lustful thing you know like that can happen if you yeah i would back away mm. don't contact him again he yeah, knows but... where you are yeah he'll find you he knows where you live <laughs> he knows where you live and you deserve better than that mm. you deserve someone who's going to be crazy about you and as hurtful as it as it is i think learn about the attachments types go see a therapist if you can and don't text him. Absolutely not. Let them come to you. And I, I agree with you. Like, it should be different. But if I was in that situation, I would let it be. And also, let them text you more than you text them. I know that sounds so anti-feminist, but I will not text. Even now he's my boyfriend. I'll wait till he comes to me. Mm. And it's a good communication. And it's we're not playing games. But it's not that I ignore him. But he will he will text me. And they will text you if they're interested and just back off. He sounds like he's being, he could be a real dick. Sounds like it. And I think when you get to that age and you want to have a baby, you just start getting a bit desperate. I know that sounds terrible and it's an awful thing to feel, but I think that you just, 
if this guy isn't meant for you, he's not meant for you. And there'll Just be someone on. even better. Yeah, way better. Yeah. And I think don't put all your eggs in one basket. Date no. multiple guys. Yeah. Until, let's say, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking for a husband and I want to have kids. Yeah. So I'm not going to commit. And if that scares people off, then, well, they're not right for you. It's like the guys on um, Bumble that are like 39 and they don't know what they want. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what you want, Kevin? You're 39. <laughs> like, sort your shit out, mate. Grow up. Avoidant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Just, yeah, don't don't chase them. Don't reply to the text. Just let it be. And it hasn't been that long, so I would just leave it. And it, and you're right, it does sound like he's losing interest. It does. And, it, and that's a horrible, horrible feeling to have. And I know exactly how that feels. Yeah. And you just feel like there's something wrong with you and what did I do there's wrong? Not. There isn't. It yeah. just, for whatever reason, he may not be the right guy for you. And it's actually a blessing. I said this to my friend recently because he'd had a few more false starts. Like, we all have in dating. Like, you know, you have a, the dating, the talking stage, and then you might start dating someone, and then it doesn't work out. But think of it as a blessing. Something wasn't meant to be. It's protecting your ass. Like, it's going, nah, not this one, nah, not this one. And then it's getting you to the right person. Exactly. If you were in that situation, if I was with the guy last year that I was with, I wouldn't be with the guy that I'm with now. I wouldn't have met him. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been on Bumble. Like I would have been with somebody. So just think of it as a blessing that it's just clearing space. Exactly. Mm. This is perfect. This is what I want. That's, yeah. that's a good little mantra. Yeah, Even yeah. though you're like, this is not perfect. It's not what I yeah. want. It, for whatever reason, he's not right for you. Yeah. You want someone to chase you and treat you like a princess. That's definitely right. Yeah. All right. Hello. I've listened to most of your podcasts. Go listen to Caroline's podcast, by the way. They're hilarious. And hoping you make lots more so I can get my fix. It's so refreshing to listen to people being so open and honest. So it's hoping for some straight up advice. I met this girl about a month ago at a wedding. She seemed so interested in my achievements and my stories, asking lots of questions, so I thought she was into me. We've been texting for two weeks and talking on the phone since she lives two hours away. She takes quite a while to respond, but then responds very flirtatiously with long messages and will sometimes call me at night on her way home because she works late. I finally organized to take her out for a date and travel to see her. When I was driving her home, she tells me she only thought of us as friends. We had a great time and better than most dates I've had. I usually go for hookups. This time I tried to be different and try to pursue a relationship. Now she is still texting me back and acting like nothing has happened. Can you please tell me why A, she would act so interested in me if she wasn't and B, why she would agree to go out with me if she knew I was interested and she wasn't? What the F? Did I do something wrong? Oh. Dating is very confusing. It is. It sounds to me like she's playing mind games. She is. She's just kind of using you as a little in-between to get some good feelings, knowing a guy is into her while she probably... It's for attention, right? Yeah, I think so. She's probably avoidant. Get her to take an attachment test and see what it comes back as. Yeah, she's leading you on. So either you can continue the friendship. Like, do you want a pen pal? Do Do you date because you want a pen pal? No, I've got enough friends. I don't even have time to text them all back. I send them all voice notes. That's the quickest way for me. And I, I like doing that. Do you want a pen pal? It's two hours away. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Spend that money on yourself. Sometimes, well, sometimes it's good to have a friend of the opposite sex. Or, you know, no, get, that's hey, tr- that is true. get right. really buffed. And then the next time you see her, come with like a big hickey on your neck and tell her <laughs> you can't pick between all the girls that you're hooking up with and what should you do? No, because, well, it sounds like she's mind effing you and you can mind eff her back. No. Yeah. Okay, that's it terrible de- advice. It depends what you want. If you do want to be her friend, of course you can have friends of the opposite sex. You def- And it can be nice, right? Yeah. But that's if you both want that. But he wants more than her. 
So that's not going to work. There's no. always going to be that he's into her and she's not sort of thing playing. Yeah, I think people play games. It's up to you if you want to play back, right? Someone throws a ball into you, you can just drop it and walk mm. away. So in this instance, walk away. I can be very interested in people's stories. I'm a therapist. I know how to mm. listen and, and engage with people. And I think they can, some guys have generally mistaken that as thinking yeah. I'm into them. And no, I'm just interested in the conversation. So... Take it as that, but you she definitely led you on. You didn't on. do anything wrong. No, you were great. That was like he seems like a secure type to me. He does, but maybe I think, maybe a little bit anxious, but that's normal as well. Yeah, I'm thinking there's some a little bit of anxiety, but I think people do lead people yeah. on, and it's not cool. So I think yeah, yeah, leave her, leave her alone. You didn't do anything wrong, but I think I think here's the thing with guys: they tend to wait too long to make their move, and a girl will friend zone them before yeah, then, and, yeah. they're, and they're too nice, and so they become like our girlfriend. Mm. You can say now on dating apps what you're after, like relationship, wants kids one day. I learned how to write a really good profile. I could probably share I might post it sometimes so you can see like an idea. Nothing too intense, but tell them what you like doing. Like tell them that you enjoy spending, you know, your your downtime with quality time with family and friends, that you value your you're showing them that you value your time, right? Yeah. That like, you know, I go for a walk on the beach in the morning with a coffee. Like I, I work a lot, but I and I love my job. Just don't be afraid to say what you want. And it doesn't have to be a really full-on thing. You're not telling someone on the first day or when you're chatting on an app that you want to have a kid right now. Like, you're not. No, don't but no, that. but if you want a relationship, don't chat to people who don't want relationships. Stop wasting your time. Yeah. And when someone tells you that they don't want a relationship or they don't know what they want, believe them. Yeah, you're not going to change their mind. Like, it's not a challenge. <laughs> yeah it's well, not they're not your project hun like I, they're not your pet project they're not a plant you're trying to bring back to life that used to be my hobby though <laughs> oh you're really messed up my friends used to call me psycho magnet because they would look <laughs> like okay here's where's the most screwed up guy in the room oh there there oh he'll like caroline yeah the guy would be like hey you're like yeah i'm a I'm drug a, addict yeah i'm a drug addict drug dealer ex-con with neck tats you want to hook up yeah. And oh hey, if you're God. that, that's all good. That's yeah, all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I had a real knack for picking up the yeah. the hurt bad boys. Yeah. And you do, yeah, you need to like work on yourself. If you're finding yourself attracting the same types of people like, you know, that that you were doing, you need to work on it to stop it because it's not something you can just be like, okay, I'm not I'm gonna stop dating bad boys now. You can think that, but then you get to a situation where you just keep attracting them, right? And then no one else is coming in, just them. You've got to vet it, but you've got to look at your beliefs, right? Like what, say, men are blank. Mm. And just keep asking that question, or women are what? And it just, some get some information out. Yeah, you need to vet people properly. Yeah. I told my friend that recently. He went on a date with a guy, and this guy was living in a commune. <laughs> and just all this weird shit was happening. And I was like, you, but did you know that? And he's like, did you vet him? And it's like, no. You need to vet people before oh. you date them. Not like a full-on interrogation but you want to know a little bit about them what they do like that they can support this guy didn't work it's like he had to pay like you know he doesn't like how can you support yourself you know you got to be able to support yourself have a phone conversation before you meet them that got rid of 95 percent of the people i was chatting with like the second i got on the phone they're normally boring, right? So I was just like, <laughs> Hi, we're going to get bored here. Okay, yeah, no, I'm just, no, I'm going to eat you up and spit out your bones, basically. <laughs> so I think, yeah, talk to them on the phone. I would interrogate them, like do it in a nice way. Oh, that's interesting. And what you can do to get people talking is something called mirroring. And this is something therapists use a lot, where you just repeat back three little words. So if they're like, oh, yeah, I'm living with my parents because of, you know, you know, uh, things have been bad. Things have been bad? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I just got out of jail and, uh, yeah. 
But just say these three little words and it strings people's thoughts together mm-hmm. and then they it gets them talking and they will think you're fascinating without knowing anything about you at all. But <laughs> I think and once you see the red flags, walk away. That's a problem. We, yeah. Yeah. Stop hanging on longer than you need to. No. And trust your gut. I think yeah. this is the biggest thing. Most people within seven seconds make an accurate judgment within seven seconds of meeting a person right Mm. even from a photo they can make this incredibly like 91 percent accurate on their traits and intuition so smart yeah but then we dismiss it oh but he seems really nice and said all the right things and you'll dismiss it and you'll ignore that and Mm. everyone around you is telling you they don't like that person listen that's a huge red flag yeah but trust your gut we override it we ignore it we want to meet somebody and then we end up getting really hurt yeah. And in these actually really toxic situations. Don't be afraid of being, honestly, it's so much more peaceful. I went to a dinner a while back and people interrogate you because they're like, oh, you're how old and you don't, you're not married? How, how old are you? You don't have kids? Oh my God. I'm like, I'm 32. It's not old and I don't have kids yet. I will. It's quite funny. The the people in relationships at the table were miserable, fighting, going home, fighting. And I was like, I'm going home to my little kid and really <laughs> happy and peaceful and no drama. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for your time, Caroline. Really appreciate having you on and hopefully this helps people out a bit. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Club podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're an independent podcast and you can support us by subscribing on your go-to podcast app. Click follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star glowing review. Show us where you're listening. Maybe you're out for a pretty walk. Uh, Or screenshot and post on your Instagram story and tag us in it at Self Love Club podcast so we can see and share. Share with your friends, sisters, workmates everyone delve into our backlog and enjoy listening you can find us and follow at self-love club podcast i'm abel crawford and we'll catch you soon even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.